is the CubeCast. Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm Tom. Uh, that's yeah. Tyrion. Yeah. I'm Tyrion. Hello. Um, you can find Tyrion at Tyrion uh, Sage Movement. Is it M V M P? Yeah, so T underscore P underscore movement. It's just M V N T. There you go. Check it out. Check it out. And I've, I've got loads of clips coming to that account, actually. I've been sleeping on it a little bit, but most of last summer's stuff still has not shown up there. So there's loads coming to that account. You're not the only one. <laughs> Like everyone's just, it doesn't feel like anyone's interested in posting. It's funny. Honestly, just been like so busy with other life stuff. I'm not even like scrolling as much recently. Like I don't even like go on that account very often, but I've got lots of stuff ready to go on it. So I hear you. Right on. Um, have you checked out the, uh, sorry, Tom, have you checked out the uh, first episode? I haven't yet, actually. I haven't had a chance. I've been oh, like recording I... stuff for the last twenty-four hours. It's been a little, a little hectic, but <laughs> I don't blame you. Sorry, Tom. What were you gonna say? Oh, I can't remember anymore. Oh dang! <laughs> All good. All right. So, uh, what was your first intro into parkour slash free running? Uh, so I did gymnastics. I did some recreational gymnastics and then I did some competitive gymnastics and then I decided this wasn't for me and I quit. And my mom had this 12 year old at home with so much energy, I'm sure just bouncing around. She was like, what could, what could we do? Uh, she found some parkour classes that were in the city. Uh, we lived in the country at the time, so it was like a pretty far drive to get there. But she was like, you want to try these out? And I was like, yes, let's do it. Started doing classes. Took one class a week for a little while with a buddy of mine. And then I started taking more classes. And I think partly because of the gymnastics background and maybe partly just because of my personality, I like progressed pretty quickly. I started going to like the open gyms uh, and doing stuff in my own time. I don't remember how early on I started building stuff at home. Mm. Like I built some boxes. I built like some just like, I even had bars at one point. It got pretty involved, honestly. Um, but those initial classes were my introduction. Yeah. Those were the, the classes at uh, Fantastics. Yeah. So they're at fantastic gymnastics they're like upstairs in that little parkour room but honestly that room it was it was so tiny and the ceiling was so low for so long but it uh it just made you be like so creative with all your yeah. movements so i think it was actually a really good space to like be introduced to uh parkour so uh, i guess going going back a little bit how old were you when you actually started gymnastics <sighs> I want to say maybe 10. Okay. So I wasn't like, I wasn't like five. Like I didn't like, yeah. I wasn't one of those like tiny little kids where it's like, are they really doing gymnastics? Or are they just like falling over on that? <laughs> like so, I could actually do some stuff in gymnastics. Like I started to yeah. learn flips there nice. and like whatever round offs, kips, that sort of stuff. So I did have a little bit from gymnastics going into parkour. So you weren't in gymnastics very long before going competitive. No, I wasn't. <laughs> wow. And then, but to be fair, the competitive program at uh, St. Andrew's Gymnastics was where I went. The yeah. their competitive program was pretty chill. Like it was two times a week right. for two hours, but like, I don't know. That's not, that's not that many hours for a competitive <laughs> program. Competitive. <laughs> Yeah, like I think I did two competitions and I was the only person in my division both times. And I was kind of bad, but I still got gold both times. So oh. I, was like, I love this sport. Oh. No, I actually didn't, but yeah. <laughs> so even before parkour, you had that mentality like your only competition is yourself, right? <laughs> yeah exactly no i would show up and there'd be all these kids and then somehow every time it was just me in that one category and i was like 
You know how awkward it is though to go up at the end of a competition and stand on the first place like podium spot and <laughs> nobody else on the podium. It just feels bad, man. Like you don't yeah. even feel any gratification. You're just like, I didn't earn this. <laughs> Why am I even here? You know? Yeah, I get it. What about uh, in parkour competitions? Do you feel like you're gonna go pursue any of that sometime in the future? That's a very good question. I mean, I've done a few. I've done a few over the years, and I actually did. I've done like pretty decent in a couple of them. Yeah, I don't think I've podium in any of them. But I feel like I've been right behind Ben on like two of them, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think we talked about this actually uh, with Ben, probably being the in episode two about how you could have actually probably won. Oh, because you're so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah i took myself out yeah my i think i did like a kong cat yeah and i think maybe my heel touched on the cat or i thought it touched and i was like guys i think it touched like i that like i can't take that and there was also a dino where it was the same thing i think they were like you're good and i'm like no i'm not I'm quite sure my foot hit. You can't give me those points. And like, yeah. or not, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people would have just like taken it. <laughs> yeah, it's Maybe true. I should have. Although there's one challenge from this. It was like the skill competition in Saskatoon, right? And there's one challenge that I'm still like, bro, how did you, how did you mess that up? It was a standing precision. I was maybe eight feet level. It wasn't high off the ground. It wasn't on bars. And I did not stick it for his try. And I was like, Dang. what even, man? Anyway, that's enough ranting about that. Um, Chris, your question was if I see myself doing more competitions, right? I think that's what your question yeah. was. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. Okay, if I see myself doing more, I do not see myself training for competitions specifically yeah, in the future. Yeah. I've never done that actually. Um, there was a little while there with the chase tag stuff where I trained more thinking about like cardio, doing longer right. lines for like speed competitions as well. But other than that, I've never really trained for competition, and I don't see that happening now if there was like a local competition or like one in saskatoon or calgary and i happened to be there for the event anyway why not um but uh generally i get quite nervous under pressure and i don't perform as well and it's much more likely that i'll get hurt in the competitions that you've done like uh you know at breathe and uh, empire did you uh like get that feeling like of being under, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, can you see how it works for me usually? Right. Anytime I'm performing by myself. Yeah. Okay. So like, if I'm like, I'm gonna use music as an analogy because I'm doing a lot of that right now. If I'm playing a solo piano piece for a class or a professor, I get so nervous. But if I'm yeah. playing in a band, I'm fine. So it was interesting, like the breathe competition was a speed comp. That's the part of it that I did. And now because I was going by myself and everybody has to watch you as you go, like there was a few of them going at once, but still that was enough that I got really nervous. My coordination gets off a little bit. Um, my hands get super sweaty, right. standard nervous stuff. And then the empire comp wasn't as bad. Because there was like, how many challenges were there again? Like 15? It was like, there was a lot more going on for sure. And there was like, and there was like, you know, I don't know how many people in that competition all yeah. going at the same time. So that one, I loved that competition. That was like yeah. the best experience I've ever had competing. Um, all this being said, I would not train for competition or like pursue it too actively. It's like if I'm there, I'll 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 do it probably. <laughs> well, that's good. That's like probably 
probably last longer in parkour, you know, if it's more for you and just finding it enjoyable rather than competing or I mean training for one sole purpose, right? Of like just competing. Yeah, and I mean like the gratification of training for something and then achieving it is yeah. incredible, of course. But yeah. like I don't I don't need the added pressure of competition to make myself work hard or make myself like pursue goals. And I yeah. don't enjoy it enough to train for it specifically. Right. If that makes sense. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, but it's not my focus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What were your plans for uh 2020? <laughs> Oh, this one hurts. This one hurts. So me and Ben and Rylan had met a couple times and planned out a Europe trip. Um, I'm sure if you asked either of them about this, they probably mentioned it as well. Yeah. But uh, what was the plan? There was a couple events happening in Europe for the month. I think we were planning to go for a month. There was a couple events happening and we were kind of like, okay, we're going to go to that event and we're going to go to that event. And in between, let's see which countries are in between these two places. Let's try to hit some stuff on the way. Um, but we didn't really plan like places to stay or anything. We were just going to kind of fly out, have a plan for when we were going to fly back. And then these couple points that we wanted to hit throughout the trip. And that was the plan. So that was like, the big plan for 2020 i guess for me yeah. but we had to, luckily we held out on buying tickets uh plane tickets and it was like i think like mid-march right in there where we were like uh yeah this yeah. isn't gonna this might not work and then like a month later when it was like okay we need to book tickets now it was like okay this is definitely not gonna work and it's a good thing we didn't do that to be honest um other 2020 plans i mean all the canadian events in the summer i would love to hit those but of course none of them happened so yeah. uh just ended up doing a lot of training in winnipeg to be honest which you know what it was good can't really complain too much the weather is nice in the summer here so so um i guess getting back to competition a little bit uh, okay. I wanted to ask you about injury. <laughs> I know you had one in a competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How, like, have you had many major injuries and what have you done to, to deal with those? I have had several overuse injuries, mm. which, in my opinion, <laughs> Maybe I'm biased, but in my opinion, they're some of the most annoying ones because it's not like when you break your wrist and they're like, here's a cast and in this many weeks, come back and we'll check yeah. it out. And if it's good, we'll take it off and you can start strengthening it and you'll get it back. With overuse injuries, it's like, okay, how do I kind of get through this without like losing a ton of stuff, maintain my strength and not overuse it trying to make it stronger so there's kind of like a bunch of things there but yeah uh pfps which is patellar femoral pain syndrome is like like for quite a while was like kind of the bane of my existence like several years i went to a trip uh to santorini yeah. did a ton of roof gaps a lot of drops and somewhere in this in that trip my one knee started to like hurt a lot, like right on my kneecap and it just got worse and worse and worse. And I had, you know, went to this like sport physio and they're like, you know, take two months off. So I like, whatever, it took eight weeks where I didn't jump. I didn't land, didn't do a thing. Eventually athletic therapist, um, Mark at Serratus, uh, basically was like, yeah, resting's not going to work. You got to make these legs like as strong as you can. Like you just need to increase your like tendon load capacity. Basically that is the only thing that worked for me. Um, so lots of squatting deadlifts, that sort of stuff, uh, basically dealt with that. I don't really have much knee pain anymore, uh, especially when I'm not training. 
if I if I go if if I went and did like a bunch of big drop pre's right now, the next day like my my knees would be sore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's probably the biggest one. I've had a couple of little things. Uh, I fell on a like the corner of a bike rack last summer. I had to get some, some staples in my ass for that. Yeah. Uh, a real glamorous injury. Gotta love those. <laughs> right when I was starting, I I went to do a tack off of a tree. And I jammed my finger. I broke my finger. Um, sprained oh. my ankle once in Calgary. Did a double side on a trampoline. Landed it nice. Bounced off of the trampoline. And then like landed with like one foot on the padding on the trampoline and one foot on the ground. And it like bounced me up. And as I was flying over, like then my ankle rolled. It was super weird. So feel ya. Would you say that overall parkour is pretty safe then? <laughs> you know what? After all of that, I would. Yeah. Because oh, like, if I was going to go through those things, okay, double side rolled my ankle. Everybody rolls their ankle at some point. It's yeah. fine. It's really not like it's more likely if you're doing double sides. Yes, obviously. It's yeah. less likely if you sit in your chair all day. Of course. It's yeah, like yeah. jamming my finger on a tree. <laughs> I jammed my finger. You know, it's like stubbing your toe. It just happens yeah. sometimes. And same thing. Would it be less likely to happen if I didn't run around at all? Yes, but if I didn't run around at all, I'd have I'd have like so many other problems. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the overuse injuries, to be honest. I don't think that has much to do with parkour specifically. I think it has to do more with my training style. When I was younger, I would have a list of challenges every time I went to train Mm -hmm. and I would basically not rest until I had destroyed all the challenges. Um, There was one fall. I'm sure Ben would just go off about this because he filmed me for like a whole fall because I was just like completely obsessed with my lists and I'd be like, okay, Ben, we have three huge drop precisions to stick today. <laughs> and I would just like go at it until like I stuck it. Like I just like never quit. on So I think uh, that training style uh, did not have me listening to my body like at all. Uh, and I think that can be, sort of attributed to the to the knee problems rather than parkour specifically i'd have the same problem with a different sport if i went and like if i was like a soccer player i would have had that same perfectionist sort of attitude at that age and i would have had probably ankle injuries or something like that because soccer you know all just comes down to your mentality yeah i think so yeah whatever sport you're doing yeah um, so I guess besides, uh, gymnastics, were you into any sports when you were younger or are you doing anything else kind of active or other sports during your parkour time? Yeah. So when I was probably like that, like 10 to 15 age, um, what did I all do? I know so long ago. Um, parkour. <laughs> okay, so I actually did some dance. Yeah. I did nice. I was really bad. <laughs> no, I can't dance. I can't dance. I still can't dance. I did years of dance lessons. Still can't dance. But I did that for a while. Um, I played some baseball. Played some floor hockey, some ultimate frisbee. Um, I did a lot of mountain biking, like a lot of mountain biking, actually. Yeah, me. Um, what else? Never did any martial arts. That's a regret, actually. That's something I would like to do yet. Some. Um, I'd love to some some sort of striking, grappling sports. I don't know. I've never done any of that, but I'd like to. And currently, I do a lot of working out, but mm. I'm not really doing any other sport specifically. And I'm not like lifting for competition or anything. 
Right. I'm more treating my lifting as a means of staying strong for parkour than mm-hmm. as a sport of its own. Right. Yeah. And then gymnastics, like I mentioned, that kind of would have been the other big thing, I guess. Yeah, more of a direct translation to parkour. I mean, that's that's the hope. That's the dream, right? And especially with, like, how long have gyms been closed? I mean, they just opened now yesterday or whatever, but they were closed for, like, three months? Is that right? Yeah. Both, it feels yeah, like so forever. Like, so with that, I kind of decided, okay, the way I'm going to try to get through this and not come back a complete couch potato i know right so to like maintain my mental health because moving is a huge part of that for me i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i can at home and mostly that is pretty light lifting and uh plyometrics and cardio and stuff yeah a lot of pull-ups way too many pull-ups you have a pretty good uh space there for for working out though hey really do it's super cold right now uh, <laughs> but honestly can't complain because it's pretty big like it actually has some space for like i can like uh like using it like a skipping rope in there nice. all right i can i can do i can jump but i have to be careful so i don't jam my head on the ceiling i did that the other day <laughs> did not so definitely have to watch for that but... Um, well, so, I mean, we talked about uh, parkour and stuff a lot. Um, what's what else is going on in your life right now, non-parkour wise? Oh gosh! Well, let me tell you about music school, man. Holy! <laughs> oh, they said it would be fun, and it <laughs> is. It's so much fun, but <laughs> it is taking yeah, but- so much time. In, in my life, I'm, it's all online right now, but that's, that's like the thing in my life right now. Like I like get out of bed and I go and I get breakfast and like, I start my school while I'm eating my breakfast hmm. and I like sometimes be recording until like midnight. Like, it's like the break I take is to work out or do parkour. And that's like it. It's just like <laughs> school work out probably some more school and then go to bed um also with like the new restrictions in winnipeg where we can like have a couple designated people yeah. just been trying to see like our designated people lots uh yeah. and try to remember how to be like social <laughs> yeah right it's been a really yeah. long time i have no idea how to interact with people anymore like, outside of like looking at a screen or something like that so basically music that's like the big thing pardon tom i think a lot of people are going to have that problem it's so weird socially awkward for like the first six months Mm -hmm. dude and i'm I'm socially awkward at the best of times (laughs) i'm like oh no this is bad (laughs) but yeah music is the main thing right now outside of uh any parkour or working out so that's all um your your like your focus is uh still piano yeah so i'm in a jazz studies program at u of m and my like primary instrument that i'm majoring in is piano yep oh hit the camera (laughs) yeah Where's your piano? Play some right now. <laughs> My piano is downstairs. I have a keyboard up here that I use, but it's, it's not the same, man. It's not the same. Um, who are some of your mentors? Uh, parkour-wise, initially, would have been Mark Selby. Mm, cool, right on. Yeah, he's gone a few, uh, few shadows uh, over these episodes. I think he's yeah. touched. Uh, I think he, everyone has been introduced to him in a awe-inspiring kind of way. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I started taking lessons with Mark whenever he would teach at Fantastics, like the parkour classes there. I never did any one-on-one stuff with him. I think some of the other guys did, like at the loft, his gymnastics, but I never did. I only took classes with him there. Um, And to be honest, he wasn't always there. Like sometimes it was just like other coaches and stuff as well. But he still would have been the main person that kind of taught me that groundwork and like my initial mentalities really like came from Mark as like a young person training. And then I started coming to jams and usually again, Mark would be there. And the thing is, it wasn't that there wasn't other people around. Like there was always other people training. It's, it's just that like Mark's personality, especially when you're like a kid looking to somebody his personality is very easy to be like drawn to and it's very inspiring and uh charismatic right so that would have been like primary when i was like starting out and then as i got a little bit older mark started doing more climbing i was like screw climbing i don't want to do it i kept on doing (laughs) um i started getting more mentorship from uh cody cody marshall at serratus And I wouldn't say his main, oh, that's not, that's not entirely true. Yeah. He's definitely influenced me parkour wise, but a lot lifting as well. Like we would coach on the same nights and then we would always stay after the classes and just basically just destroy ourselves every time because you've just, you've just taught like five hours of classes. So you're already like pretty tired honestly yeah. classes can take a lot a lot out of you and we've probably been jumping around for the most of those classes and then we'd be like okay it's time to do squats and just <laughs> just die right but those were like always just such great workouts and i learned a lot from them as far as uh programming workouts goes and just like thinking about form and stuff like that um currently mentors would mostly be online there's a couple actually specifically this guy's kind of blowing up right now he's he might just be a trend i don't know i don't know how legit his stuff is but the knees over toes guy i don't know what his name is Mm. ben i think his name is ben i've been watching a ton of his videos and a lot of what he's saying makes a lot of sense to me uh as far as transferring it to parkour Mm. So same thing. It's not so much parkour mentorship there, but it's relating. I'm taking stuff that he's talking about. I'm incorporating it into my workouts and uh, hopefully it'll make me the type of strong that works really well with parkour, but we're just going to have to see. I got to do, do it for long enough to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, of course there's athletes that I'll watch or and have watched over the years where i'd be like oh i like how that person looks when they move i've always liked like people that are really bouncy like uh george mcgowan love it um recently some more of the flowy stuff like i've really i always really like keelan's movement um but especially recently been liking that people around winnipeg as well when it comes to big parkour like ben pushes me every time we train to do something bigger than i want to do and jesse (laughs) right they're both just they're both pushing their parkour specifically so hard and like Mm -hmm. it's like it's a struggle to like keep up like there's like there will be challenges now that ben and jesse will be like yes we want to do it i'll be like guys pass me the camera like i'll be (laughs) over here right like so that's awesome too to have people like here that really 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 push me as well not as much mentors i guess but uh good training partners yeah good training partners and definitely like teach me just as much as like mentors in the past that have more of a coaching sort of position would right it's funny when um it's so funny when when jesse and ben are training together and no one else is around and i'm the camera person 
I purposely try to push them as far as I can. I'm like, oh yeah, you can do that, no problem. Like it's just like a Tuesday night. And that's the thing. And I'm like, they can do it, but it's like my heart is just beating. And I'm like, I want they can do it, right? They just need that stupid encouragement. And then they do it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, that's great. Yeah, those two, uh, those two I, will will be uh inspired by the hype. Yeah. So give them hype and things will happen. It's great. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Wow, we've uh covered a lot. Where are we at, Tom? It's awesome. Yeah. All the listeners are uh enjoying this. Wait, do our listeners have a have a name yet? Oh no, I haven't this thought will, of it. This will is only episode four, so maybe a little early. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I feel like there's good options. Honestly, I was gonna say the Cubans, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, I don't know if the world would. That's <laughs> Um, I don't know. If we get something, we're open. <laughs> Anyone out there, you got an idea for that? That'd be great. <laughs> well, um, I guess some other stuff here that we can uh, cover. I just kind of talked about uh, this a bit already, but for a quick like top five of things. So the first one we got here is your top five uh, either spots you have trained at or top five spots that you want to train at. Okay, well, we'll start with ones I have trained at because that's easy. Uh, Santorini rooftops. I forget which town on Santorini, but it's such a small island. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> Rockefeller Park, New York. Love that spot. There's a huge Kong Pre there that I thought Ben was going to New York. And I'm like, Ben, you have to do this Kong Pre for me because I've never done it. I'm pretty sure we can both do it. Okay, so I got to go back. That's two. Um, Scoops, also in New York. Mm. Very nice spot, lots of low walls. It doesn't look like much. Like anything you do there doesn't really look super crazy because most of the walls are like filled in, like they're raised up a little bit. And then like a few inches down, it's like concrete. So it doesn't look like very much, um, but I love that spot, man. The day I was there, I was so dead. I had just been to Rockefeller Park the day before, I think. But that spot is beautiful. Okay, go there if you're in New York. And then that's three, four, uh, Odina Circle, Winnipeg. I'm sorry. I know we train there so, so much, but it's actually <laughs> really, really good. Like, There's a reason we after, go there. Yeah, and like after having like traveled a little bit even, like it's actually a really good spot. Like it's not, it's not just hometown hype. It's actually a good spot. Uh, that's four, five. What would five be? I'm afraid to say it's probably not in Winnipeg. Yeah, give it. Okay, this is missing a better one from Winnipeg still, but this is maybe unpopular, and I doubt I doubt the Calgary <laughs> guys would agree with me, but. The wood park is sick. Oh, yeah. The problem is, every time I go there, we get kicked out, like, right away. But there is stuff that I really want to do there. Like, there's there's potential at that spot. And, like, I don't remember if you remember, like, um, Duke Jam 2019. Mm -hmm. Like, I was having a good day on that first jam day and when we went to yeah. the wood park we hit some like you did some like we jumps. hit some stuff i'm still like pretty happy about <laughs> so i've got both i i have good associations with that spot i i like it and it's unique i'm just it's, it's great I, I i need to go back for sure yeah it's a good spot considering it's it's a very simple layout you know just yeah. some planters and but like all those like, angles, like the, all yeah. the angles on the planters are like, I don't know, they feel pretty unique and they like definitely 
like encourage creativity, which is fun. And also the Pody guys always just come up with some wild stuff there and it's fun to watch and try to do. <laughs> yeah. Good uh that was a good jam. Man, reminiscing at the, the old days when we had jams. You could be around people. Only jam I've seen this year was strawberry jam. My toast. Mm. <laughs> now I want toast. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> what are top five spots I've trained at? Top five spots I haven't trained at? There's too many. I don't think I can narrow that one down for you. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to Santorini. So I've already been there, but I really want to go back. No doubt. Yeah. Have you... Uh... Like, you haven't been to uh, London yet, right? Okay, this is bad. I have been, but I was yeah. a child. I didn't even know what oh, park okay. was. Uh, I fair then. Like, past IMAX. I mean, you could have known better, but yeah, it's fair. I know, right? But hey, it wasn't super, uh, super popular back then, so, you know. It was like IMAX on that. Uh, do you feel the need to go there? Uh, not really. Yeah. It's fine, and I'm sure it'd be fun to hit some of like the iconic jumps there. And also, I'm like pretty sure I could, so that's kind of a fun feeling. But mm-hmm. also, man, there's so many places to go, yeah. so many different things to do, and like so much has been done at that spot, which is like cool, but also means that like I feel like it'd be harder to go there with fresh eyes. Like you would just go there and be like, "Oh my God, somebody did this Kong pre." Right. I am. I am an ant. Who are these yeah. people? Yeah. Um. But it'd also be cool because it's like you know parkour tourism is fun. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is. I I know. Uh, well, at the point of this recording, uh, uh, Jimmy the Giant put out that video on Cambridge. Yeah. Did you guys watch that? I have not had a chance. It's it's a good watch, but very true. And that Cambridge is highly recommend that to anyone wanting to go do some parkour traveling. Rooftops. Yeah. It is a great spot. Great. Well, not just spot, like an entire city. (laughs) Oh, dare to dream. If I had a twenty-year-old body. <laughs> you can do it now. It'd be nuts. I could probably do it in two years. Totally could if I started, kept on training. Anyways, we're not. It's not about me. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Don't tempt me. It's our podcast. It can be about whatever we want. Uh, good one. Good one. Nice cover. <laughs> um, where are we at with time? Are we over an hour? No. Uh, just at uh, around 40 minutes. Oh, nice. Minus a uh, little uh, intro uh, cut off, but um, oh. let's see. Last, maybe another last top five here. Okay. okay. Just Excuse me for a second. Five, uh, moves you want to learn to do mm. at some point. Flips okay. or just so... or like certain jumps. Somewhere. So I, I still have a list on my phone, I think. Yeah. But to be honest, I haven't looked at it probably in a year. Mm. Because I've been so focused on both other things in life and like that are just occupying like so much of my headspace. You know, you know when you like you're like you first get into parkour and you go through that really obsessive phase where there's yeah. like literally all you think about all the time is parkour and you're driving in the city and you're like a hazard on the road because you're like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, that jump looks doable. You know, like oh, me driving past Portage yeah. of Maine every time I'm like, I'm yes, so yes. Oh, yeah. God, it's an orange or, you know, or whatever. So Gross. I kind of, I feel like I've like come through that. So I, I don't find myself thinking all the time as much of being like, I want to do that. I want to do that trick. That being said, Scoot double full would be sick. There you go. Uh, I can scoot full hyper. I can scoot dub off of a block. I mean, I could three months ago. Hopefully, I still can. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it'd be really it'd be really sweet even i'd even i'd even settle for scoot dub off of something outside which i can totally do it's just a matter of training it a little bit and just just deciding one day to go do it and just go do it it's not that hard um oh okay this is one as well i don't know if this one's ever going to happen and I'd, I'd have to change my training style a little bit just to put more time into this sort of stuff helicoptero on flat and tdr cork oh yeah i'm pretty sure i can get both those eventually but there's some just like like some mobility stuff that i feel like needs to get like a little bit better especially for helicoptero um that isn't like a just spam it every session. It's like, I think I'd actually have to like work on it in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. Um, not parkour move so much, but I love to be able to hold like a front lever pretty easily. I'm getting there. I've been working on that a lot. I can do it in a straddle for like a long time. Oh, really? I can't, I can't get like my legs together comfortably for a while yet. So I'd love to get that. And favorites what else i think that was four what's one more i okay there's so many but some of them get so ridiculous what's an actual like like achievable one here oh this one yeah i've been wanting to do this for years just 360 dive rolls oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, be that hard right and like yeah. occasionally I work on them and I'm like, hey, I can do this. And then I go to do it the next time and like the mat's here, right? And I like jump in front of the mat like you're supposed to. And I'll end up on like the other side of the gym. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how did I get here? I am lost. Yeah. What? And, you know, you do a couple ones where you kind of just like jump in the air, spin, and then you like hands and then onto your face and you're just like, no. So that's happened a lot of times, but I would like to learn that as well. Yeah, yes that's a, that's a really tricky one yeah there's so many tricks though man like as far as specific jumps i actually don't have very many in mind at this point i managed to tick off a bunch that i really wanted last summer yeah um, so you don't have like a manpower gap at the top of your list like you gotta do that no <laughs> and like as i said like i feel like my head has been so full yeah yeah uh, uh, just like some other life stuff or just things where like um this is actually one thing i, I probably should mention this earlier when you asked about injuries i've got something going on with like my my one side of my back i think it's just super super tight but i haven't been able to jump for the past couple months which hasn't really mattered because there's nowhere to really do much yeah. But when I have stuff like that, it's it's like, oh, I, I like I can still jump. It's just like it hurts, and I'm like I can tell it's not great. So, I'm just being careful and trying to fix that. Yeah. But when you have something like that, I, I'm I spend even less time thinking about parkour. I just spend more time thinking about okay, what's the fastest way and most like effective way that'll be most permanent for me to like get rid of this and and like be moving comfortably again. So like kind of the main thing on the top of my list is just to be able to get back into parkour and have it feel good. Mm -hmm. Just feel like, uh Oh, impact. Like I want to be like ready for it and yeah. have my body feel comfortable with it. So I, that's like, that's the top of my list. You know, that's, that's the it. thing that actually occupies my headspace nowadays is like, I want to be able to train, have it be fun, have it not hurt at all because I've had those like types of injuries where it's just like, I can do everything. It just hurts. I don't yeah. want any of those anymore. I've, I, I'm, I think I'm smart enough now that I know I shouldn't push through that stuff and I just got to take my time and fix it. So that's kind of the, the main goal, you know, you're, you're a seasoned, uh, parkour vet now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, you know uh, what to avoid. <laughs> yeah. We're sending out patches. <laughs> no actually though it's like it's interesting to watch like people even a few years younger than me or people my own age train because i feel like my mentality has shifted so much in such a short period of time like in so many ways like across 
so many aspects of life, but in parkour as well, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was two years ago. Mm. Like I'm not the same person. Like my, I'm sure my training doesn't look the same. I don't have the same mentality. I don't have the same drive. I will completely freely admit that I do not have the same drive for parkour. I had two years ago. Um, what I push through has completely changed. If something's hurting, I am like a hundred times more likely to just stop whatever's making it hurt now than I would have been two years ago. Two years ago, I would have been like one more, one more, one more, one more. And I I wouldn't care if it hurt. Now I'll still say one more on and on and on and on because I do parkour. (laughs) I just think that's how it works apparently. Um, But if it hurts, then you just got to stop. Yeah. Yeah, I had so, that yeah, one more. It's kind of interesting. I got hurt after that one more. Okay, just one more. And I was like, yeah. damn, that's when I hurt myself. Is that one more? Like, I was satisfied with the last one, but I had the just one more. <laughs> Other, like, classic thing for me. I do this in so many things, but I'll, like, do the one more, one more, one more, even when I've completed the line and I just want to get it better. And then I'll go back whatever that evening or the next day and i'll look through all the clips and i'll end up posting like the first one that i filmed (laughs) 20 after don't tell ben i said this because he filmed the 20 after but i probably (laughs) just posted the first one to be honest because the first one actually had energy and it probably shows you know yeah all right going into it fresh i get you exactly um i guess Kirsty, did you have any other questions? Yeah, I just have one last one. Um, if we could. So uh, can you explain one of your favorite moves to the listeners and how, how you can like articulate that to them as someone as a beginner? Um, so you, you want me to explain par- a parkour move to the muggles? Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's one of your favorite moves? It's one of my favorite moves. <laughs> your favorite, yeah. A climb up. Okay, so basically, if you've never seen this happen before, usually it's like somebody hanging on a wall and their hands are like above their head, their arms are straight and their feet are on the wall in front of them. Okay, so they're hanging from the wall, their feet are in front of them. A climb up uses a combination of pushing off of the wall with one foot driving your knee up so one foot is pushing off the wall the other leg your knees driving up and you're pulling with your arms and it uses that combination of a few things to get you to your waist so your hands are at your waist uh and then from there one foot pushes off the wall again and your other heel kicks back and you do what's called a top out and then you have your whole climb up so it gets you from like hanging you know, you're the evil villain hanging or the good guy hanging on the cliff and you could, you know, somebody's going to step on your fingers and you're going to just fall to your doom. Uh, it gets you from that sort of position to like on top of the wall within like a second or two. And it's one of those like one of those things where it's like looks easy until you try to do it. And then most people you see trying to do climb ups, it, it, it's not great. Let's be honest. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But like somebody that's really good do a climb up, like the Possum Twins. I right. love seeing them do climb ups because they are so fast and clean, and they just—it's just so fun to watch because you're just like, and it's just very under, underappreciated. But basically, that's what it looks like. You're hanging on the wall. You climb up to the top, very fast and efficient though. Also, so, like requires a fair bit of strength. Yeah, this last uh, bit then, uh, maybe this will tie into what you're just talking about. Uh, I just want to get uh, one piece of advice or one piece of sage advice for the listeners. I see what you so, did there. Good <laughs> one. So if you, any piece of advice for, could be new people new to parkour, just... Uh, People have been doing it a bit longer. It's one thing you would say. Okay, this this transfers over into all of life. This is some real okay. stuff, people. Listen up, okay? Okay, for me, 
a really big thing is knowing why you're doing it. Okay? You can train however you want, but if you know why you're doing it, it's just going to guide you through everything else. Because if you know, I am training to get girls. Okay. So first <laughs> of all, scrap parkour. Okay? Yeah. That's the first thing you should do. But no, actually, if you're, <laughs> you're training, you're like, okay, I, I'm training for competition. All right? That's why I train. Well, that's going to dictate how you train, where you train, who you train with, your whole approach. If you're like, I want to train so I can still move when I'm 60, it's going to look completely different. If yeah. you're going to be like, okay, I'm training because uh, I just love it and I want to have fun. Same thing. It's going to completely change it, right? You're going to start, you probably, you might train less. You might train more. You might just train differently. You might train with different people. You might train more by yourself, but you just like, if you know why you're doing it, kind of everything else can like fall into place. But I think a lot of people forget to, they're just like, oh, I love it. But there's actually probably a lot of other things going on. Mm -hmm. And they haven't really thought about really, why am I doing this? Right. There yeah. you go. That's it. That's my my wisdom for you all. And I, like seriously, I I feel like every time I take something in my life and apply it to that, it just or apply that to something else in my life rather, uh, it just all gets way clearer. And you can kind of just be like, oh, either I don't have a reason for doing this, so I should stop doing it and put my time elsewhere, or okay, now I know why I'm doing this and how I should approach it. Right. Pretty wise. That is some good advice. All right. Should we wrap it up there? We'll do our do our out, outro and fake goodbyes here. There you go. Thanks here. for having me. Great to talk to both of you. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for uh, coming on. Appreciate Absolutely. Anytime. That was really fun. So uh, check them out and uh, check out uh, the previous podcast if you uh, haven't got there. Don't yeah, checking out Ben's podcast though. <laughs> I'll do it. And uh, yeah, if you're listening on any of the podcast apps, or, uh, rate it there, share it, or on YouTube, uh, like the video, subscribe, share it on there too. Help us out. And yeah, thanks for listening. Or watching. Peace. Bye now. Too much, Ben. No, nobody wants to hear that.